Now, a retired teacher at St John's National School in Sligo was jailed for two years last week, with the final year suspended, for the sexual assault of a pupil at the school when he was just 11 years old. And the man had previously been jailed for sexually assaulting up to nine other boys at the same school. Now, the victim in this latest case waived his right to anonymity and in a victim impact statement, Bernard O'Hare outlined how his experiences had virtually destroyed his life. Well, we talked with Bernard on this show five years ago about the sexual assault he was subjected to, how it still affects him to this very day, and why he had decided to go public on the matter. I decided to come out about it now because um, it was just it was too much... I, I had problems with bad dreams and I was having, you know, it keeps recurring and recurring and recurring. And no matter how much I try to sort of confront it or face it, nothing, you know, seemed to be working for me. Um, yeah. how, long did, I, how long did it go on? How long did the abuse go on for Bernard? Uh, most of the year in, was, I think I had that particular teacher in four class, you know. Okay, so you were what, 10 or 11 years old? I was just, I was 10 going on 11, yeah. Or the, yeah, I'm going on 11. And um, I remember, like, for years, for years, um, I'd go through good phases and I'd go through bad phases, you know? And mm. then I'd had a lot of problems when I was younger, uh, even, like, uh, even at such a young age, you know, starting to experiment with different ways, you know, of wanting to end my life because I just... I just felt kind of, as I said in the article, I felt disgusting and badly yeah. and ashamed, you know. And, and you, and you can, you, uh, and obviously, uh, people will understand this. You can link that directly, those thoughts directly back to what you experienced as a, as a ten, eleven year old in this school. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Um, like I, I'm not like I was never an angel in my life. I'm sure everyone in Sligo confirmed that. But um, it, it, I just couldn't face it. You know how I wasn't. I didn't know how to tell anybody, um, you know, I, I, like, it's not, I didn't know how to express myself properly, so I just, I, I was always getting into trouble, or I was always getting into arguments, fights, things like that, you know, I felt like that was the only time I really got, I'm saying, attention as such, I always, my family always loved me, and I had a lot of great friends in Sligo, you know, as long as mm. I didn't get on with everyone, but, um, yeah, I, I just... It, it, it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. Um, when I, I like, it all came to a head then, in, you know, in two thousand and ten. Right. I, I, well, just before I, we get to that, you you said that oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that you um you you experimented with with many ways of 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 committing suicide. I mean, you were still very very young, Bernard, when this was happening. What sort of what age were you when you were having these thoughts? Well, I would have been again. It would have been. Tango on eleven. It was after, it was after it stopped. You know, uh, well, a lot of it was going on. When the first started, I think uh, the first thoughts came in when it was kind of going on. Um, as I said, uh, statements when I made to the guards that I, uh, I was just, I knew what was going on at times. I knew what was wrong. Mm. You know, but um, as I said recently to people, and again, it doesn't make me a hero. And talking about it. But I, I kind of knew what was going on, you know. At times, okay. but you, but, but you it had was more you, so of the verbal abuse yeah, that but, he was doing rather than the physical. But you had suicidal thoughts at a very, very, very young age. Yeah, you see, I suppose it first started when I, 
I, I try not to go to school, you know, because after I got out of his class, I still had to attend the school, you know. Okay, all right. So you, you had a difficult life, but as you say, the the turning point came in 2010, and you were, what, 28 years old at this stage, Bernard? Well, 27, yeah. 27, what? Just went on 28. Tell us what happened. Well, at the time, I, I, I was not always known for being a bit wild, right? So I kind of always thought, um, how, how would I put this now? I, I kind of always um, thought the best way to get attention was to get in trouble, you know? But I started feeling really that the guilt just overcame me from everything that I was, you know, doing. And, like, I done a lot around to people too, and it's not just about what was done to me, but then, yeah, in September 26, 27, 2010, um, I just had enough. Like, I even went to see a doctor and everything. I told them, like, I was awaiting, I was awaiting a passport for community Shanaklo, you know? Mm. I, I really couldn't hold on, so... Um, just one day, yeah, I just decided that night that I was going to do, just take the overdose. And I really did feel like a burden, you know. I felt had so many different emotions. As, as I said, like the article, I said, you know, about feeling dirty, angry, ashamed. And now I just, I just felt so guilty. I just couldn't go on. So, yeah, as I said, I was waiting for the passport. But that night, I took the overdose, and I thought, as I said, like I went to sleep for the last time, and I, I just, I just, like even. When I was going to sleep that night, I just felt comfortable. You know, I, I, I felt like I didn't have to be a burden. That I, I shamed family, I shamed friends. I was just, I let everybody down. But, um, yeah, the following morning, then I, I woke up and the first thing I started doing was start crying because I was like, nah, Jesus, you can't even do this right, you know? It, it's hard to put into words kind of how I felt, but... Um, yeah, you were still alive. Yeah. Uh, to, your, to your surprise. Yeah, and I, and to be honest with you, I, I struggle a lot in the last years, even since I moved away, of um, when I hear people, stories of people who had taken their life, that here I am and I didn't want to wake up, um, but I did, you know? Yeah, and, and what changed, or did anything change after that, after that morning that you woke up after your attempted overdose? Uh, well, what changed, well, I went that morning, uh, the morning after my passport had arrived, Three days later, I was in Italy, you know. First time to ever leave Ireland, and here I was in a village in the north of Italy called Castelleggio. It's about 40 minutes from the land, but it sounds very posh, but it was far from it. But, um, yeah, and it took me an awful while to kind of come around to myself because at the time, as I said, I had I had been experimenting with, you know, uh, drugs and drinking, you know, and it just kind of took me a while to come down. But I can't... I don't know what came over me. It was like a eureka moment, but it kind of dawned on me everything that had happened, you know? Why after all these years, Bernard, why have you gone so so public on this? Why is it important to you? And obviously you feel it is important to you. Well, I'm going to tell you something now, and it's just a straight-up truth, and I know, it's, uh, believe me, some people will fi- probably ha- find it hard to hear. Some people might even laugh, but the last time I had, uh, um, I had a nightmare was 10 months or ten months ago, eight months ago. And it was it, it involved it involved the teacher and the, to that school you know the driveway up to that school like he'd be up the top and I'm at the bottom and it, each time he get closer he'd never say anything to me he was just an imposing figure and I got so close one night in the dream and then um, I woke up the next morning and I'd actually wet my bed I, I'm 33 I'm not proud to say that but I'm sure a lot of other people that are out there and not just in Sligo or Cork but all over Ireland who've gone through the same thing. 
But within two minutes, like, I woke up out of, I jumped up out of bed and I was so angry. I came out to the flat where I was living, like, and I broke a chair on a table. I was just pure angry. And then within two seconds flat, I had a rope around the neck and it was just like, you know, bawling me. I was crying and I kind of took it off my neck again. I was like, just fell to my knees. I was roaring, crying, like, and I was on my own. And I was like, you know, stop doing this to yourself. Stop, you know. 